The president is spending his evening uh, with dinner and a movie. He uh, just wrapped up dinner with the first lady at a local seafood restaurant, and now he's at a movie theater watching Oppenheimer, of course, major motion picture uh, about the development of the first atomic bomb. Now, the White House, for its part, as well as the Biden campaign, is sticking closely to that no-comment policy. Yeah, okay. You went to dinner and a movie and maybe walk on the beach. How about that? That's what happened in Lower Slower Delaware yesterday, appropriately named when Joe Biden is there. No, it's just a casual, calm place to be. But now here's the important part about that statement from MSNBC. The president of the United States doesn't care about the people around him. Why do I say that? Because Joe Biden went out to dinner, which you're allowed to do as president. Presidents do that all the time. But then he decided to go to the movies. By the way, it's the Chris Plant Show. My name is Mike Opelka. I've been here all week. I'll be here, God willing, through the end of the week. Chris will be back after his vacation. And uh, that really, this statement really upset me. After a long day of doing nothing, Joe Biden, who was on the beach, he took another bike ride yesterday down the bike path, which meant the Secret Service had to be there along the bike path. Uh, Joe Biden didn't stop and talk to anybody because that would require the Secret Service to make sure he didn't fall over again at that, that place, Brandon Falls, Delaware. It's right there on the bike path. People are stopping there all the time, laying down their bikes and taking pictures. It's become kind of the Abbey Road of lower, slower Delaware. So Joey was on the beach. Joey then took a bike ride. And then last night, Joey and Jill went to dinner at a seafood restaurant. Again, I'm, I'm all for presidents being able to go out and have a dinner because you're only inconveniencing a small group of people. But then what did they do? They went to see Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer is one of the biggest movies in the country. Oppenheimer has uh, filled theaters everywhere. It, it's really racking up stuff. It's, it's also right up there with uh, The Sound of Freedom, which is that, that great movie talking about the sexual predators and child trafficking. But Oppenheimer, a, a true blockbuster that is now bringing revenue back to movie theaters and having theaters filled with patrons... So what happens when a president wants to go to a theater and see something, a movie theater? Well, generally, it requires a Secret Service sweep of the theater. And I'm guessing, I don't have full confirmation on this. This is complete speculation on me. It might be irresponsible. But I'm betting they didn't allow anyone else in that theater other than Jill and Joe and immediate family and whatever their party was meaning people who wanted to see Oppenheimer probably got scarooed. And here's the other side of that, that, that complete lack of respect for the people, the average Joe that Joey is always talking about, you know, the kitchen table people, the people who need a little breathing room. They just need a little breathing room. Um, the White House has a movie theater. It's great. It's, it's stunning. It's beautiful. It's, it's well-decorated. And Joe can get any film he wants. Any film. Current, classic. He even talked about it the other day when he did the podcast 
with the mental health guy. He did a podcast last week before they announced the seventh grandchild. It was part of the scripted rollout of the welcoming of Little Navy, the seventh grandchild that Joe has avoided for over four years, almost five years. Uh, Joe talked about, yeah, huh? oh, we got a movie theater here in the White House. It's right off the Rose Garden. You walk in, there's a little door in that hallway. It opens up. It's got the most, most gorgeous theater set up, comfortable reclining seats. You can sit in there, big screen, stunning sound comes out of there. But no, Joe had to inconvenience people because it's all about him. It truly is. He's, he's not a person of the people. Anytime someone tells you they're a person of the people, they're not a person of the people. Watch their actions. Joe Biden taking over a movie theater when he's got a movie theater. And I'll bet you there's also in, in the beach house, although we've not been privy to the Biden beach house, we've been told by the administration that that's kind of off limits. We're not even allowed to know who comes and goes, who visits Joe Biden. The White House at least has visitor logs. The Beach House does not. Who's visiting the president? If the White House truly travels with the president, why shouldn't we be allowed to see who's going there? Why shouldn't we be told who Joe Biden is meeting with? I'm just saying. This 10-day vacation, which, you know, I, I, I get it. The presidency moves with the president. That's one of the great things about our government. Even when he's on Air Force One, the, the White House is kind of in the air. They've got all kinds of communication. So I'm not worried about him being on vacation all this time. I'm really not. A lot of people get upset about it. It's okay. Because t- if there were a true emergency, and I, I kind of feel like there are that he's not really paying attention to. If there were a true emergency, a real president could, could do something. But it's all about inconveniencing people that I find just to be distasteful. And I think America's starting to feel that way. And why do I think that? Uh, we are... Uh, we're seeing some new polling data on how this president is doing. And it's not good for Joe Biden. It's really not good for Joe Biden. As a matter of fact, uh, the latest poll, 39% is where Joe Biden is on approval rating. 39%. His favorability ratings remain low, while at least half of Democratic primary voters say their party should nominate somebody else, anybody else. A blender would be more acceptable than Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. Literally a blender. Only 45% of Democrat voters, this is in the new New York Times Siena College poll, 45% of Democrat voters say the 80-year-old Joe Biden should be renominated. Now that's up from July of last year when just 26% of voters said Joe should be nominated, renominated, but m- maybe they're buoyed by that. But a, a solid 39% of registered voters approve of the way Joe is handling his job. He is, he is only matched in his low-level approval ratings. 
This according to Gallup. He's only matched by Jimmy Carter when it comes to all post-World War II presidents. Only Jimmy Carter sucked more in the minds of the people. What uh, Gallup does is looks at uh, the presidential approval rating by quarters. Uh, Joe Biden in his 10th quarter went from April 20th through July 19th, and they, they mushed all the polls together, and Joe is down there. 40.7% is the average. Uh, now, it's down three points from the June reading, so he's not doing well. And as I said, he's, he's only barely ahead of Jimmy Carter. Barely. It's not good. This can't be good for the Democrats. And I know you're thinking, well, maybe Kamala could step in there. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, I'm sorry to disabuse you of that thought. Kamala Harris at 38% favorability rating, slightly lower than Joe. And similar to what she was getting in terms of uh, numbers back in late 2022. So all of the efforts to push Kamala out and to make her more palatable, it ain't working because she's an empty vessel. She is, she is not smart. She's not likable. She qualified based on being a person of color and having the vajayjay. She checked two boxes for Joe Biden and the voters. But America is smarter than that. That's the great thing about this country. Eventually, people see through the spin. And these, these two polls, the, the New York Times poll and this, uh, this Gallup poll, should be very worrisome to Democrats. Because at the same time, you have Robert Kennedy Jr. out and about now, down at the border. He made a statement yesterday saying, you know, I was against Trump's wall, but now that I'm here, now that I see what's going on, gee, if only our elected officials would actually go to the border and see what's going on, what's happening to those poor border towns. To say nothing of what's happening to cities around the country now being inundated with uh, illegals foisted upon them by this administration. Uh, Kennedy said I was against Trump's wall. But now I see the need. Now I see the benefit. Hmm. All right. I, I promised you something and I have to get to it. Uh, and that is the uh, timeline of the Trump indictments. Uh, many of you noticed it. Uh, uh, Jesse Waters yesterday on his show on Fox News, but which, by the way, new ratings out for Fox News, new ratings out for all the cable news. We'll get into that later. It's very telling what's happened in the last six months. We'll get on to that. Uh, some people still mad about Tucker. But there is an obvious trend happening in cable news ratings. We'll get to that. It means big money, too. But here is the breakdown of the uh, indictments of Donald John Trump and the coincidences connected to them. The timing of this indictment was coordinated to take the heat off Biden. This is the third time this has happened. You ready? On March 17th, Hunter admitted the laptop was his. And on the very next day, Trump received word Alvin Bragg was indicting him in New York. On June 8th, an FBI document broke that Ukraine paid Biden a $5 million bribe. And the next day, on June 9th, Biden's DOJ indicts Trump on the Mar-a-Lago documents. Yesterday, 
of July 31st, a Biden insider told Congress that Biden spoke with Hunter Biden's business partners dozens of times. And Hunter was paid handsomely to get his dad to fire the prosecutor in Ukraine. And then today, August 1st, Biden's Justice Department indicts Trump on January 6th charges. The timing of this indictment was coordinated to take the heat off Biden. There it this is. This is the third time. Absolutely laid out day of big news, anti-administration, anti-Biden, an indictment lights up. Three in a row. Third time's the charm, but they're going to do it again. There will be a fourth indictment. You can bet on it. Now, when will that fourth indictment come out of Atlanta? It might happen the minute the transcript of the Devin Archer testimony is released. Keep your eye on that. The transcript of the Devin Archer testimony has yet to come out. And while we've heard the spin from the people who were, quote, in the room, in the room, we haven't heard the actual testimony or been able to read the actual testimony. So we will see. We will see what happens. It's kind of disturbing, to say the least. Uh, I want to take one quick call before we go. I'm seeing a lot of calls lining up here. I'll try to get to as many of them as I can. But uh, Patty in Montclair, Virginia, is on hold. Patty, welcome to the Chris Plant Show. What's on your mind? Thank you, Michael. You said a while ago when you were talking about Jack Smith that you couldn't come up with any name for him that you could use on the radio. Yes. I have one. I hope it's not too obscure. But, boy, I look at him and I think of it every time. Rasputin. That man's got Rasputin eyes, crazy, scary Rasputin eyes. He does. He does have a little Rasputin look to him, doesn't he? And the beard also kind of leads you that way, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I wonder if we could, if somebody could Photoshop his head on a Rasputin image somewhere. <laughs> what a good we, idea. <laughs> Rasputin Smith, Mr. Rasputin. Yeah, that might be good. Mine. Mine would have got me thrown off the air and the station's all fine, yeah, so yeah, I didn't do I, that. I, I can relate to that also, but I thought this one might be a little more acceptable. Very good. Thank you for bringing me back in on the ledge. I appreciate you, Patty. Oh, boy. i got to take a break. Thanks, Patty. I love you. That's, that's wonderful. Rasputin Smith. It's Michael Pelka in for Chris Plant on The Chris Plant Show. You're listening to The Chris Plant Show. Hey, Chris here with some exciting news. Now you can listen to me live on the WMAL app. Doesn't matter if you're in your car, in the office, on the go. The WMAL app delivers crystal clear around-the-clock news coverage anywhere with cell service or Wi-Fi. So don't miss a second of your favorite shows. Download the WMAL app today on the Apple App Store or at Google Play Store. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about 
how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Chris Plancho on a Wednesday, Michael Pelka breaking down as much of the big news as I can today. Of course, we've covered indictment number three, and uh, we're speculating on whether or not indictment number four against Donald Trump will show up. Meanwhile, no indictments for Joe Biden or his family as it relates to either the influence peddling we have credible information about because the DOJ isn't investigating. No indictments against the current president for the documents that he held, some of them from his time in the Senate, which he shouldn't have been allowed to hold. Uh, No interest in looking into the documents inside the Biden Center in Wilmington, Delaware. No, none of that. It's just kind of seems like a one-sided kind of a deal here. Not exactly balanced justice we did get a a great nomination though for a new nickname for jack smith the guy who's not indicting anyone with a d after their name uh rasputin he shall be rasputin which reminds me i haven't taken a call this week from uh mike the lib in gainesville virginia and i think it's it's only fair to try and be fair and balanced and reasonable and show that we can't have conversations with people who think differently albeit wrongly and he's here mike the lib welcome sir what's on your mind well well hi michael well it's clear in 2020 only the republican party attempted to commit massive voter fraud lying about voter fraud is the most dangerous form of voter fraud because you're not just targeting one vote you're targeting hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, and even millions when you talk about the Electoral College. Okay, let me answer that. Let me, let me just answer that, because Mike the Lib just made a, a claim that only Republicans are charged with voter fraud, and I'm old enough to remember that, uh, well, it's way back. Now, maybe it's not fair to go back this far. It, it, it was way, way back in uh, the fall of 22 when Ozzie Myers was sentenced, a former Democrat congressman from Connecticut, Ozzie Myers, was sentenced to 30 months in prison for federal election fraud. So that's kind of interesting. He pled guilty in, in June of 2022 to conspiracy to deprive voters of their civil rights and of bribery and obstruction of justice and falsification of records. So isn't that fun? Hmm. Yeah, the truth. It's out there, and we're going to share it with you. Michael Pelka in for Chris Plant on The Chris Plant Show. This is The Chris Plant Show.
Welcome to Wednesday. It's the Chris Plant Show. Mike Opelka in for my buddy Chris Plant. We're um, we're looking at a lot of different topics today. We may sound a little obsessed with the third indictment of the president, but you know, it's only because the Democrats are obsessed. They're trying to kneecap Donald Trump to keep him out of the 2024 election. And in, in case you missed it, there were some uh, really fascinating takes on, on what could happen. And could Donald Trump be disqualified? Jonathan Turley, certainly one of the greater legal minds of our time, had uh, some very interesting things to say late yesterday in uh, just actually less than an hour after the indictment had been dropped, the 45 pages released and unsealed. Jonathan Turley was asked about whether or not this this indictment, any of these indictments could be disqualifying and prevent Donald Trump from running. And in other words, could the 14th Amendment be applied here and he won't even be allowed to be on a ballot because that's what the Democrats are all about. Well, you know, the the Democrats have been playing with this for years with the 14th Amendment and the claims of disqualification. Uh, it's sort of a story you tell your kids at night if you're a Democratic household so they sleep uh, restfully. Now, that line alone should get Turley some kind of award. <laughs> it's kind of the story you tell your kids so they don't go to bed thinking that the orange man could come back. And, and make your life terrible because America will be stronger again and more prosperous again. But he, Turley actually had some really good advice on this. I, but I got to tell you, I'm highly skeptical. I don't think that uh, a conviction would prevent Donald Trump from running. Uh, and by the way, if he's elected, it wouldn't prevent him from pardoning himself. It wouldn't prevent other Republicans uh, elected from pardoning him. Uh, and if this doesn't go to trial, uh, Jack Smith might never see a jury because you can do a preemptive pardon. A preemptive pardon. Are you telling me that uh, because of the timeline and the timeline is important here, as I mentioned before, former U.S. Attorney Cash Patel, who has uh, great history in cases in these courts, in similar courts. And I think he was like 63 and three in his cases when he was a U.S. attorney. Cash Patel said it's not going to work out. It's never going to happen ahead of next year. It won't happen within a year, no matter what Rasputin Smith says. And in case you weren't listening, uh, we have renamed Jack Smith Rasputin. One of the listeners gave us an absolutely brilliant name, Rasputin. And uh, one of my buddies listening wrote and said, uh, you know, the word Putin is in Rasputin. And I went, oh, my goodness, Rasputin. Maybe that's what we should call Jack Smith. Rasputin. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, you're welcome to use that anywhere you can. Anywhere you can. So, uh Thanks to this. This audience is just so smart and has so much fun. Uh, but Mike in South Riding, Virginia, says um, he wants to challenge the Rasputin nickname for Jack Smith. Mike, welcome to the Chris Palancio. You have an alternate to propose? Yes, I do. Um, Rasputin was a Russian uh, religious mystic con man. Uh, a better name for Jack Smith would be Andrei Vyshinsky because 
Vyshinsky was the state prosecutor during Stalin's purges in 1937 and 38. Is he the one who said, show me the man and I'll find the crime? No, that was Lavrenti Beria, who was yes, the head good. of the NKVD. Very he good. Well, head of the state police. I, I, I like the way you're going here, and logically it works, but... You know, the branding department will take over and, and trump you on this, no pun intended, because everybody well, knows Rasputin, even though, yes, he was a, a, a religious well, con man. He, he certainly has uh, he has branding value, I think. Well, that's fine, except that's historically inaccurate. Um, when also, has accuracy um, ever gotten in the way of good branding? Well, yeah. OK. Uh, also, um, the 14th Amendment. I can't remember what year, but in the 1880s, or uh, was after the Civil War, and it was before 1900, Congress passed two law. I think one or two laws that removed the uh, clause in there that um, doesn't uh, that would prevent uh, the president or whoever from running if they're convicted. Yeah, and the Democrats just don't pay attention to that because it's inconvenient well, yeah. to them. The, well, yeah, the narrative I mean, the Democrat, is ruined. <laughs> right. The Demo Democrats obey the, the, on the only laws Democrats obey are the ones they agree with. And there's very few of those. So Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But was it, now, remind us once more your nominee to, uh, as an alternate nickname for Jack Smith's uh, Rasputin. I'm calling him Rasputin because it has mm -hmm. uh, Putin in right. there. What, what was yours again? Uh, Andre Vyshinsky. Andre Vyshinsky. Yes, uh, he's the he was the show trials prosecutor, which is what Jack Smith is. The, these are show trials. They're coming up with whatever they can to throw uh, Trump in prison, just like they did during the purges. They used to find people and say, oh, by the way, um, you said this about comrade so-and-so. And the guy goes, I didn't even know comrade so-and-so. Well, you know, Siberia is awful nice this time of year. And you and your family might enjoy it. And it's like, oh, okay, well, and then the guy shows up and says, yeah, he told me this, and he was going to do this, and he was going to do that. And even the guy on trial goes, who in the heck is this guy testifying against me? I don't know him. But that's, what, that's how show trials work. You know, they find – they dummy up evidence, and they bring in witnesses uh, to testify against you. And this is what's going to happen here. It certainly feels that way, and, and that does, as one of our other callers say, make me sad when we consider the Department <clears throat> of Justice around the world had an incredible reputation. The FBI mm -hmm. and the DOJ mm -hmm. were, were the example of justice, right. and, and now right. they have become a partisan, a partisan right. weapon used to shut down anyone who dares to speak against the regime. Uh, right. Thank you, Mike. Uh -huh. I appreciate you being there. Thank you, sure. sir. Uh-huh. Uh, while we're on, on the subject of weird names and calling people weird things, uh, Jim is in Chicago, my old hometown, Chris Plant's old hometown, listening on the great WLS. Hello, Jim. Welcome to the Chris Plant Show. Hello, Mike. Yes, sir. Oh, okay. Uh, what was it? it we were talking about uh, comparing uh, Jack Smith to Rasputin and uh, Polinsky, wherever. Uh, yes. Joe Biden, he reminds me of Dr. Zachary Smith. As portrayed by Jonathan Harris. You've seen a few episodes of Lost in Space? Of course I remember Lost in Space. And the uh, the very bizarre character. And speaking of trials, uh, my favorite episode when Dr. 
Zachary Smith was put on trial, and he got off on the technicality. That technicality was his brain it was a broke, you know, the quote Chris Plant. Yes, to quote, to quote the great Chris Plant, his brain, she's a broke. She doesn't work. Thank you, Jim. Say hello to my old hometown. I miss Chicago. I have many family members and friends still in the, the Windy City. Uh, well, we're going to keep working on uh, nicknames for uh, Jack Smith, although I, I think Rasputin might stick. Um, the issue of disqualifying Donald Trump, I, I think it's pretty much uh, settled that this is not going to disqualify Donald Trump. And uh, one of the things that will be brought up is uh, the, the absolute fact that um, Mr. Trump did everything he could to prevent the January 6th riots, I believe. He did offer the National Guard protection to Pelosi, and that's one of the things that Cash Patel actually has the uh, receipts. He kept the receipts, the copy of the orders that gave Pelosi the, the right to put more security outside the Capitol. She chose not to because she really doesn't care. And didn't care. It's as if she wanted this to happen. And, and that's pretty darn disgusting to even say that. But it sure feels that way. She had the ability to have stopped it. She did not. She didn't let it happen. Uh, there are some other clips out there that I want to share with you that relate to what happened over the last couple of days as it relates to not, not just uh, the indictment of Donald Trump, but there are other stories we haven't addressed. And one of the big stories that is bubbling but getting almost no coverage is the downgrading of our debt. Our debt has just been given a gut punch because uh, we're not doing anything to stop the spending, to stop putting ourselves deeper and deeper in debt. And so Fitch, one of the credit agencies that, that rates our, our credit worthiness, has said, uh, we, we got to downgrade because we're just not doing the right stuff. I'm paraphrasing what they're saying, of course. And, and I think this is a huge problem. And, and people are saying, well, what's the big deal if our credit rating drops from a uh, 4A to a AAA or to a AA, whatever it's going to be? What's the big deal? And I, I will go right back to your personal credit score. Because you have to think that the banking world, the financial world, looks at America the way a bank looks at you, the way a credit card company looks at you as a consumer and says, okay, you've got a really, really solid credit score. We're going to give you the best loan rates possible. But if we now get downgraded, then the money we need to borrow, and trust me, we're borrowing money every single day, even though we have trillions in tax revenues coming in. We have more tax revenues coming in than we've ever had coming in in the history of our country. But if our credit rating is downgraded, we're now going to have to pay more money to the people who are loaning us money. And the biggest, one of the biggest, is China, which means we will be making China richer because this administration... And the people in Congress, honestly, there are people on, on the right who are all into all the spending as well. But if we don't get our financial house in order, we're going to find it harder and harder to pay for the things, especially because our credit rating is now 
now um, at large, if you will. Another downgrade will be a big problem. Trust me on this one. I, I don't think I'm wrong on this. Bob, or not Bob, Brad is calling in Fairfax, Virginia on line two. Brad, welcome to the Chris Plant Show. I'm not wrong on that, am I? The, the debt being downgraded no. is a big problem. And the key thing to watch here, Mike, is whether Moody's and Standard & Poor's also join Fitch in downgrading our debt because the economic impact can be massive. I'm actually a little surprised that the stock markets aren't plummeting farther than they are today. They're down, but it's not a plunge. If more credit downgrades happen, the impacts are going to be huge. Interest rates on the U.S. debt are going to go up. That's going to push up inflation, and it's going to push up the amount of interest that the U.S. government's going to have to pay on the debt service. And we can't pay, you know, we're barely paying that as it is. We're borrowing to pay that. So it's going to have massive economic impact. If the other two um, downgrade the debt, watch everyone's 401ks plummet. Um, this, this is not getting much attention. I think most Americans don't really understand what it really means or even notice it, but they sure will if it happens. Well, if people were to look at it from the standpoint of, of say, you had a, an adjustable rate mortgage, if you have an adjustable rate mortgage and suddenly your own credit rating takes a hit and your lender goes, hang on a second, uh, we know you've had a, a, a 4% mortgage on your home. It's now a 7% mortgage and your monthly payment is going to go up 30%. You would take note. And so that's kind of where we are. I'm using vague numbers to make the example. But the reality is, and, and I think the key point that you've hit here, is if Moody's jumps on this, and Joe Biden is frequently mentioning Moody's whenever he tries to make some financial arguments, if Moody's jumps on this, it's going to be big trouble for the economy. We've had... Three weeks of pretty strong stock market jumping. You know, we had 17 out of 18 days in the positive. But this could signal a real weakening underpinning the stock market, which isn't necessarily the best indicator of the economy, but it's a leading indicator. And that could be a big problem. Huge. Mike, I have a question. Um, yes, sir. I really love listening to you when you fill in for Chris. I think you're a phenomenal radio host. But I'm wondering if I can entertain a teeny tiny bone I want to pick with you. Pick away. Pick away. Okay. okay, sir. Asia is a continent, not a peninsula. It has peninsulas like the Korean Peninsula and the Malay Peninsula, but Asia is a continent. Brad, um, I believe you're referring to the times I've had uh, Gordon Chang on with me, the great Gordon Chang. Yep. And I reference that he's the best expert when it comes to the Asian Peninsula. And you even wrote me, and I thank you. You were very kind and polite about it. And you may have noticed I have uh, altered how I discuss things in that region with him. So, and it, I, and I, uh, I, no, and no, I'm, I'm not above being corrected. I've been married for 32 years. So uh, I'm used to it. And I accept it. Anybody okay. who's trying to make the show better is, is all about making the show better. And that benefits all of us. So I appreciate it. Mike, yeah. might you have time for a, for a personal Joe Biden experience story? Oh, please, please. We're getting close to a, needing okay. a break, but go ahead. Okay, you need to hold me over. I think you're going to enjoy this, and the audience will as well. Okay. Oh, so, well, you know, well, then you know, I'm going to do that. So 
Brad, hang on. If it's a personal Joe Biden experience that you guarantee the audience will enjoy, you have to stick around. I will table the silliness I had planned for the last block here. And you're in the spotlight. It's Brad in Fairfax, Virginia, with Michael Pelka in for Chris Plant on The Chris Plant Show. There's only one Chris Plant. The Chris Plant Show. Mike Opelka is my name, and for my buddy Chris Plant on the Chris Plant Show. And uh, we've talked about the third indictment, pending fourth indictment. We've talked briefly about the economic situation with the debt being downgraded and watching the market kind of tank today. It's not a good thing. And, and we're renaming Jack Smith. We've so far come up with uh, Rasputin, which is uh, kind of a... A merge of uh, two words, Rasputin and Putin, we're putting in there. Uh, And then Brad regaled us with some uh, thoughts on the downgrade of the debt, but claims he has a great Joe Biden encounter story. Brad in Fairfax, Virginia, the floor is yours, sir. Can you still hear me? Yes, you are here. Okay. Okay. So this is a story of Joe Biden being just as demeaning and demoralizing to other men as he is to women when he sniffs them and um, feels them up as he is, we know he's wont to do. Yeah. Okay, so my boss, this is between 2016, no, 2012 and 2016, 2017 when Trump took over. My boss was the strategic planning director for one of the four, what I would call key government function agencies. And there was this agency government wide strategic planning meeting and biden was there heading it up and at one point biden walks over to my boss and talks to him a little bit and then he's like addressing the crowd and i don't remember what it was about but he started whacking my boss smack in the middle of his chest with the back of his hand and he kept doing this several times and like by the time he hit like the fourth or fifth time blanking my blacking my boss of the chest hard you know my boss is thinking thinking but not saying ow that hurt um he got to the point my boss got to, boss got to the point where basically he was saying man secret service protection or not you do that one more time i'm gonna deck your backside <laughs> and biden must have seen the look in his eyes because then he chose to walk off and go thwack somebody else wow I, I'm uh, I'm happy it didn't come to blows because yes, Secret Service would have stepped up. But you know, Brad, we held you over over the we held you over over the break, and I have to give your story the uh, the harshest rating I can. It was Allegro non troppo, happy but not too happy, as they say. It's Michael Pelka in for Chris Plant on the Chris Plant Show. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was the three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.